Well, hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Today, Monday, November 16th. As of today and over the weekend, the current president of the United States is still uh, basically contesting the election. He's sort of, kind of conceded in a tweet, of course. He doesn't have the isn't man enough to just admit defeat, um, you know, but, you know, it's kind of part of the guy's whole persona is, is claiming to be a winner when he was actually the biggest loser in all of America for many years running. Uh, if you're a businessman, uh, how you get graded is profit, you know, creating profitable companies, you know, or at least a profitable company uh, that stays in business for a long time and, you know, the, makes good products and services type thing, you know, um, that's just never, never what he was, um, but he's been able to project this myth of being successful and being a winner um, when, when he's not, so he's been lying to himself for, you know, many decades, uh, he believes the lie so he you know although he should be a pretty accustomed to losing by now uh you know that when he ran for president in 2016 it was like the fourth or fifth time he ran for president um never even got the nomination so yeah um our country's very divided but it's divided in a very weird way um it's sort of a, well, uh, there's about over 70 million people that voted Donald Trump in 2020, even more than voted for him in 2016 when he won the Electoral College, but lost the popular vote by 3 million. More people voted Trump after seeing him be president for four years. He, he got even more votes. He, his popularity only grew um, that, yeah, that that's a divided country because um, we are a country that kind of prides ourselves on being democratic, you know, a, a democratic society where people have the right to vote, um, where people have the right to free speech, um, you know, right to assemble, uh, freedom of the press. These are all principles that we... Uh, you know, proclaim that we have here in this country. However, um, you know, there, there's quite a few people that want something very different. What their level of understanding is of what it is that they are pursuing, that, that remains kind of unclear. Because um, there's, you know, within the Trump support, there there is very clear and obvious fascist elements you know if you're a Trump supporter are you a fascist not necessarily but if you are a fascist you're definitely supporting Trump you know he, he's kind of the embodiment of kind of an antithesis to rights of the people um, a humane government um, you know a government of the people for the people by the people he, he's kind of wanting and pursuing something much different. Uh, a government that 
would model itself more after the governments that are in the Philippines, North Korea, Russia, Turkey, um, Saudi Arabia, um, where there's not really a, a vote. It's not really a... The people don't really have any say in who the government is. It's really just kind of a hierarchy. People are born into the government. And that's... And they have basically absolute power. So... That type of government is uh, obviously very devastating to humans and to life uh, when individual small groups of people are given absolute power. Um, absolute power does corrupt always and every time. We give a great deal of power to the president and the amount of power we give to the president to that one individual is more than enough. Thankfully we do have checks and balances. but. Mr. Trump would very much like to kind of rid our society of such things. So, um, you know, what causes a situation in which a democratic society um, has huge portions of the population that grow indifferent to the whole idea of democracy um, and participate in the democracy only to basically to try to vote out democracy, to sort of, to, to vote to allow a more absolute type of rule to take hold, which they will not benefit from, you, you know, unless they sort of join the fascist movement and are, you know, agree to sort of work for Big Brother type thing, you know, but then even then, you know, once you get into fascist governments, the slightest straying from the line that is dictated to you to walk by the fascist rulers can, causes severe consequences. You know, so um, fascism is very scary. I think the why I think part of the reason why we kind of allowed it to walk in is because the guy that was leading the fascist movement is such a clownish buffoon of a person. Even the people voting for him kind of know that and kind of accept it, I think. Um, so it's hard to take him seriously. He's a, you know, a pretty absurd, ridiculous person who obviously should never have been given a job of such importance because that's just not really what his skill set is. Donald Trump was good at being on TV and promoting himself. But that's really it, you know. That's the extent of his skills. He's not really good at running profitable companies. In fact, most of the Trump-named entities that are out there, if Donald Trump has any involvement in the running of the company, they are running in the red, meaning they're running at a, they're operating at a loss. They are losing money. Those entities that are run by outsiders or someone other than Trump tend to do a little better, you know. So that's so running things successfully is just not really what Donald Trump's skill set is. However, that's that's his myth that he projects: highly successful businessman who creates profitable companies. Uh, it's just it is not true. So we're a divided country, not in a sort of geographical way. You know, it's not like east-west of the Mississippi or something, or north and south of the Mason-Dixon line or whatever. It's nothing like that. Um, it, it's a ideology, ideology, 
ideological difference. It's a it's a difference in understanding reality, you know. Um, so it's <clears throat> these final couple months with the coronavirus only spiking even more. Like a mandatory shutdowns across the country are mandatory for a reason. Too many people are indifferent and ignorant to what is going on, and too many people just don't care. And so, case count went up. Of course, super spreader events were being, in you know, held throughout the country while Trump was campaigning. Hundreds of people died directly because of those super spreader events. You know, so, but the Trump cam, you know, the Trump team, the Trump regime, they, they will not be doing anything about it. There will be a vaccine eventually. It was 90% effective as of a couple weeks ago. That means it's 10% ineffective. Um, it also means it's not, it's in the beginning stages and they're finalizing. It'll be like spring, summer or so before it's available for mass use. But we've, uh, during these, this year, it's really revealed, like, the, the real true divide. Because the divide now is, like, the people who do not accept reality, um, they, they believe in alternate reality. Um, the propaganda stations they walk, watch religiously, they believe that those propaganda stations are telling the truth. And then that all other news that is using various... You know, journalistic integrity to report news. You know, citing sources and and uh, a, you know getting at least two sources on a story before they report on it, and all these sort of standards. That's all fake. You know, but the propaganda and conspiracy theory stuff that's just sort of thrown out there without any evidence. There's millions of Americans that are buying that fully, 100%. They believe that, but everything else is fake news. You know. Um, so it's weird. It's a weird time. You know, we're, uh, it, there was a sigh of relief a few days ago, but it's like, yeah, there, there's still a large group that's, they're just believing a different reality. And, you know, it's unfortunate. Um, because, yeah. Trump is what he is. He, he does stand for what he stands for. You know, he is a corrupt, unethical, immoral man uh, who's cruel and ruthless and incompetent and uh, is just kind of indifferent to the plight of others, has, has no real desire to do his actual job and um, is mostly concerned with making money and fame. And, and that's it. And that, that's who he is. That's what he is. That, over 70 million people voted for that, you know, meaning, meaning what? What do they truly believe? What, what are they, what are their values? You ask those people what their values are and they start saying them, but, you know, without sort of even delving into politics, but try to like, so what do you believe in? What, what, what kind of things are important to you? Invariably, they're going to, 
probably say like if they say they're going to they're a Christian. Oh, you know, just just saying that, and then saying you're a Trump supporter. Yeah, you're you're contradicting yourself. Something's askew there. So there's some explaining needed. What's going on? You know, because the you know Bible is a public book. You know, any anyone can read it. And a lot of hotels will have a copy of the Bible just sitting in the by the nightstand there. So anyone can read it. So you can read the teachings for yourself and the messages that are in there. So I, I just I wonder a lot about that. The people that are calling themselves Christian and then admitting out loud in public that they enthusiastically support Donald Trump. Okay, so which one are you? And the whole like trying to pretend like the Republican Party is the Christian Values Party or trying to like blame your vote on Trump because you don't like Democrats and stuff. It's like that that's just avoiding the elephant in the room. Uh, if you're a Christian, you should not be supporting Donald Trump, and you know that. So why are you doing it? You, you know, um, he, he needs help. You, you, you know, if you're a Christian, you should be praying for him and the people supporting him because they're doing the wrong thing. You, you know, um, yeah, children being locked up in a cage because they were walking across the desert without paperwork it, it is not acceptable that that's wrong okay if you're a christian you already know that you know <laughs> that punishing people for trespassing and not forgiving them is wrong and you shouldn't do that so why are you doing it why are you allowing to do it why are you voting for the person that did that and actively encouraged it to happen. It was a policy. Yeah. There, there's no, nope, sorry. <laughs> there is no, like, excusing that. Well, no, they didn't have their paperwork. They're illegal immigrants. Right. Yeah, they were trespassing. Right. right. They were walking across the desert without some paperwork. Okay. So get them the, get them the gosh darn paperwork so, we, they, you know, we can get them out of the jail especially the children, they have not committed a crime. They're children um, walk, walking across the desert. A, a child walking across the desert shouldn't be thrown in a jail. That seems really dumb um, and cruel and, and wrong, and it shouldn't be happening. Uh, but it is, continues to be. It was a policy of the Donald Trump government to um, kidnap children and throw them in a cage and not even worry about trying to find their parents again. Yeah, um, wrong. It is wrong. There is no justifying doing it. But they walked here without paperwork. I don't care. <laughs> Get them their darn paperwork, you know. I, I, I don't care that they don't have their paperwork. Who cares, you know. This strange thing that still goes on in our country where these certain groups of people like try to define what an American needs to look like or what an American language an American needs to speak. No, it's never been that way. So 
just stop trying to pretend like you need to look a certain way or you need to speak a certain language. No, it's probably most beneficial if you live in the United States if you speak English. Um, second most common language is probably Spanish. So, you know, if you can speak English and Spanish, you're going to be doing pretty well. Um, you're going to be able to speak to a good portion of the population. If you can only speak English, uh, yeah, there's going to be a good portion of the population that you won't be able to speak with. But it's always been that way. Yeah. So, you know, um, there, there's always been plenty of people here in this country who speak other languages besides English and are from other areas besides Europe, too. So, um, and it's always been that way. So, yeah. Um, people are coming here, they want to be a part of America, participate in this thing. Okay, well, let's get them the paperwork they need so we can get them out of jail and all, all that. That sort of cool, disgusting thing that's going down at the border, that, that was a policy of the Trump government, <coughs> that uh, there's going to be a reckoning for that. You, you can't treat children like that. You, you can't treat refugees and civilians and, and just people in hardship already coming and asking for help and we're going to treat them like criminals uh, that is wrong you, you know and if you're a Christian uh, you know that even more emphatically you know if you're a Christian you have a moral obligation to speak out against Donald Trump to not, not to spread hatred no 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 none of that no okay to reach out in kind those that have been left you know led astray 70 million people were conned by a con man okay a narcissistic sociopathic person a very dangerous individual Donald Trump is a person who embraced the seven deadly sins embraced them it's a whole part of his persona greed you know Sloth, envy, wrath. You know, if someone does something that you feel is wrong, get even with them and then some. It's kind of his mantra. You know, if you if you can dominate someone else, well, do it just because you can, even if there's not really any justification for doing it. You know, um, just. Just a, you know, just a pretty wretched person, which Trump is, you know, could could have been great, you know, obviously but you go born with that level of affluence and stuff, you, you certainly could be great, you could do great things. His children, you know, they, they could be amazing people if they wanted to be, uh, they, they chose not to be, you know, they wanted to go in a different direction, they wanted to impress their father, and their father wanted to impress his father. Uh, it's just kind of a, you know, continuing saga. Uh, do what you got to do to make lots of money. If you got to hurt others, oh well. You have to bankrupt other family-owned companies and such to gain a slight edge. Okay, you know, if you're gonna, you, if you want to hire people to do work for you and then just refuse to pay them at the end when the work is done, that's something that is totally acceptable in Donald Trump's mind. So the division in our country is very much not geog geography or anything. 
it's an, it's a about slightly less than half the population yearning for a more oppressive authoritarian style government and actively voting for it and the rest of the population that's would prefer a democracy while there's good solid several million that are completely indifferent and don't participate at all so who knows what they want do they care about anything I don't know um, wide variety of pe excuses that people have for not voting um, none of them are valid uh, I would say most of them aren't valid you know but yeah it's not really However, you know, there are some states that do make it as difficult as possible to vote, and that's something that certainly benefits generally the Republicans. But again, over 70 million people voted Trump. Over 70 million. Um, if ever there was a better, you know, demonstration of how divided our country is, it's, it's the results of this most recent election. You know, a famous con man, you know, seeking re-election had already been impeached during his first term for abusing his power but the trolling party felt that abuse of power was not a justification for him losing his job and uh, that's what it was You know, um, Donald Trump abused his power as president. You know, he did do that. But that's a fact. It's not an opinion that Donald Trump abused his power. He did abuse his power. The Republicans felt that was not a worthy enough reason for him to lose his job. You know. Um, so I guess it's that, too. It, it, it's like the number of, the sheer number of people that just insist on believing that the Republican Party's representing them you know it's it is frustrating you know especially when their only excuse is not liking the Democrats yeah yeah I'm I'm uh, progressive you know for I think health care and education and stuff like that should be rights you know and, and I don't think it means delving into socialism where everyone makes the same or some idiotic thing like that and I think that What's the point in having a government if it's not going to protect the basic interests of the people? You know, what is the point? You know, we're, we're all going to just bust our ass so that massive amounts of money can be earned by the affluent class who don't really do much of anything except own the companies that we work for. Yeah, that, no, I'm good. You know, <laughs> we don't need to keep doing that. I get that that's, that's like what it is though. People are so accustomed to the way things are. Like, like you know, in the 2008, 9, 10, the beginnings of the universal healthcare debate were really ramping up. You know, there was, was working class people getting all fired up and yelling and screaming about like, I don't want social, whatever it is they were. No, no, no. <laughs> like, no. Universal health care would mean hospitals would be publicly funded. Now, some hospitals may also get additional private assistance as well, but yeah, hospitals would be funded. Yeah, and medical staff and all that. The people working in the medical field 
but would earn a living you know appropriate to their skill set and all that kind of thing but yeah we, we would just make sure that the hospitals are well funded and that there's enough of them so like if there's an area where you know it's a couple hundred miles to the closest hospital well yeah we'll get one a little closer maybe like a little clinic or something a little closer right so universal health care in my mind would be yeah health care <laughs> that is available to the public yeah right so what what we're doing now though is we have this weird middleman guy everyone needs health care everyone needs health care and there are hospitals that exist there are healthcare professionals in order to get there though in, in order to yeah you got to pay this middleman the health insurance company which is a for-profit entity so you, you pay the middleman and then if you get sick they'll pay a portion of the cost to the hospital the main reason they're only paying a portion is because that they're a profit company they, they are earning a profit that that is their purpose Okay, the profit that they earn will be paid out in a dividend to the shareholders and bonuses to the execs. Yeah, it's not going to be paid to you, the person paying the premium, so that your hospital costs go down, uh, medical costs go down. N no, N no. So that's the system that we currently have. You pay a bunch of money a month to an insurance company, a for-profit business, and then when you get sick, you pay more money right that's a stupid system because everyone needs health care and people who just happen to already have lots of money found a way to sort of make more money neato a better system would obviously be you make sure the hospitals and the people working in the hospitals are well, you know taken care of you know are invested in properly so that when any person gets sick or needs healing they can go get healed and, and then be on their way yeah. and that's it yeah, yeah yeah so that's what universal health care should be and it should be a right yeah you break your leg call the ambulance ambulance comes picks you up takes you to the hospital, heals your leg, puts you in a cast, you need a little bit of rehab. And then, and, and then you, yeah, and that's it. Uh-huh. But, but what about the insurance company? What about my insurance plan and all that? Look, it, it's we're a capitalist society. If you want to give $300 a month to Blue Cross Blue Shield, go ahead. It's your money. So what I just described there is universal health care, meaning when you get sick, you go to the hospital, you go to the place that heals people when you're sick and injured, okay? And then you go on with your life. So in case it's not clear enough, <laughs> when you get sick, no, you don't need to get out your credit card. <laughs> no, that's not needed. Why would you need that? No. No, you just get healed at the place that heals people, and then you go on with your life yeah so that thing that you're paying for now again remember health insurance companies are for-profit entities the health insurance company its purpose is to earn a profit that's it yeah so 
if you have health care, it's right. The hospitals are well-maintained and well-staffed and all that sort of thing. And there's, you know, we're investing in those things properly. Yeah. If, if, if you want to keep spending $300 a month to this for-profit company called Blue Cross Blue Shield, Kaiser Permanente, whatever, it's your money. Do as you please. What are you getting in return? Well, you'd be getting nothing, you know, because in the universal healthcare system, you wouldn't have a hospital bill. There wouldn't be any bill to pay. So the thing that the insurance company is, you know, charging you a premium for has no value now. There's not really any need to have it. What are they going to do? Well, well, A, they're going to fight universal health care. So they're going to send out all kind of messaging before that happens to try to convince you that having the right to go to the hospital is a dumb idea. It's a great idea that if people get sick, they can go to the hospital and get healed. And it's not, it doesn't really matter how much money they have. Why is that relevant? People earn money in all kinds of different ways. A lot of the ways that some people earn money isn't, you know, it's not really, it's like it's all that noble or something. You know, we have this idea that, you know, the more money you make, the better the person you are. And it's like, eh. <laughs> Sometimes it's true, it's sort of, kind of, but there's plenty of times where it's not. So your um, right to health care shouldn't have anything to do with how much money you have, which really should be irrelevant. Uh, but yeah, the health insurance company, though, they're going to try to convince you that it's a bad idea because they want to stay profitable. Um, if universal health care becomes a thing, the health insurance company will have to try to offer some sort of product or service above and beyond basic health care to, you know, like if you get sick, you get better food or better accommodations if you're in a long-term stay at a hospital or something. I mean, yeah, they would have to add some value because once you have health care as a right, insurance companies, health insurance, um, decreases in value considerably. The demand for it the need for it drops significantly. Those health insurance companies, what happens to them? It's a company. It has assets. It's an entity. The entity owns certain assets, owns certain monies, does have people working for it who have skill sets that could easily transfer to other sectors of the economy, other sectors of the insurance industry for that matter. So, you know, those people will be fine. There'll be some transition there. And there certainly could be set things to assist in people that are in uh, fading sectors of the economy. But yeah, health insurance could in the future certainly be something a little different than it is now where more health insurance is more like certain specific types of like procedures and stuff maybe or the type of accommodations you get while you're in a hospital. Then that and disability income and stuff like that. It might be just end up going more in that realm because once healthcare is a right, you won't need health insurance. If you want to keep spending money to that company, that's your choice. Um, but we're so divided that we, uh, we, you know, we have millions of working class people that angrily fight against the right to go to a hospital when you're sick. Literally. Literally, working class people who get fired up, angry, pissed off, mad, yelling, screaming.
screaming at the top of their lungs because the Democrats are trying to instill universal health care. Health care as a right. Is there any need to raise the taxes on the working class? Well, no. Why would we need to do that? We're already raising tons of money. Uh, we could, the, the money that's going out, like the amount of money that just went to one individual so that he could go golfing at golf resorts that he owned, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Millions of dollars in public funds. Tax, U.S. tax dollars to pay for one guy to go golfing at a golf resort that he owns. So the money paid to the golf resort, he's also going to get a cut of that because you know, he owns that golf resort. Millions. You know, that's at least probably several thousand people's medical, you know, 100% of their medical costs for probably a few years just the in the amount that the U.S. government spent to pay Donald Trump to go golfing. You know, you're talking massive amounts of money. You know, obviously cutting down that kind of stuff. A bailout of the cruise line company. That happened early in the year. The company uh, CEO had given Donald Trump money and was asking for his company to be bailed out. Why? Exactly. I mean, what what is the re justification for a, a cruise company to get federal aid? Go to a bank. And if they don't want to, if they don't see your business as being economically viable in the short or long term well tough shit that means you're probably not economically viable you, you don't have like a right to exist as a company you know you're not alive you know the, the cruise company is just a company the boat is is a physical asset you know and it can be sold or or demolished and, you know, salvaged for parts and stuff, you know, like, this is America here. I, I, we should not, as a country, continue to bail out companies, federal aid to companies, big companies. Like, if you're big, well, then you're a big company. You're your own government unto yourself, almost, you know, so they shouldn't be getting federal aid. You know, how much money did you pay to the CEO and the executive board? You know, I mean, of course, even Barack Obama did something like this. That, you know, the, when the economy was kind of tacking early in his presidency, they, they signed that bailout, bank bailout. It's like, no, that would have been a good golden opportunity to break up a bunch of really big banks that got too big, way too big. You know, some of those companies had paid millions in bonuses and their excuse is that they're trying to attract talent. That that word becomes a euphemism in certain industries. A banking, a big massive bank saying they need to pay people 30, 40 million dollars a year in order to attract talent is another way of saying that's what it costs to be willing to pay intelligent people who know better to, to basically allow bad things to happen, you know, to sort of only think about the success of the company and not how engaging in certain investments could have cataclysmic damage to, you know, others.
outside of the business. That's what sort of talent means. It means the people that are going to be willing to be solely focused on profit and really nothing else. Um, and to be constantly growing profits, to never be comfortable with whatever profit margin you're at now, to never focus on becoming more efficient, you need to constantly grow. Profits need to always be more next year than they were this year. Why? Well, because the you know the people that own the company want want more. You know they need more. Well, they they think they need more. They don't need any more, but they want more. And so. You need talented people, quote-unquote, who will be willing to focus their whole life, you know, huge portions of their life, and day in, day out, on making those with already the most money more money. Those kind of entities don't need federal bailouts, you know. They need to be restructured if they get into a situation where they're on the verge of bankruptcy, and that bankruptcy will cause a chain reaction type thing. I mean... I kind of think that, that um, Obama's bailout or bailout of the banking stuff years ago, it should have just a the federal government should not have done that, and then b it we should have just allowed it to run its course a little. We got a little way we got way too panicky, and the obvious solutions were just ignored. We're overindulging the wealthy, you know. We're allowing them to have temper tantrums to get what they want and then, um, you know, consume at a massive level, gobble up all kinds of resources, and then there's just not much left. You know, the, the, the wealthy's spending habits and sort of accumulation of assets is a, is a burden on the economy. It weighs the economy down because there's people got to produce all that stuff that they want. They got to make all that stuff, you know. And a lot of the people that are making this stuff, they, they might prefer to do something different. But it gets to a point where the when the wealthy owns the economy, they kind of own opportunities. They have exclusive rights to just about everything. So we're in a situation where you know our entire economy is basically catering to the whims and desires of an affluent class, and that affluent class uses their power to spread various messaging to convince working-class people to continue to vote for their organization, the Republican Party, the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy, tax cuts for the wealthy, tax cuts for corporations. The Republican Party's primary objectives have no benefit, zero, whatsoever, to working-class people. None. You get nothing. So it requires extremely clever messaging and propaganda in order to convince working-class people that they're going to benefit in some way by voting Republican. One of the main ways is just by, you know, demonizing the one one of the other options, even though it's not the only other option. Um, you know, there's also Libertarian, Green Party, Socialist Party, Constitutionalist Party. Um, you know, there's plenty of other organizations in this country that nominate candidates and have candidates run on major party tickets and down ballot tickets as well. You know, there, there are other options besides Republican and Democrat. However, because the Democrats are the main other option, Republican pundits and Republican Party, their main strategy to convince working class people to vote for them is to scare them and to talk about how bad the Democrats are. And it was seems to be fairly effective.
nothing they're going to do is going to have any benefit to the mass majority. And most people know that. You know, why would a wealthy person getting getting a tax cut benefit me, regular person? It's it's not. You know, how would a free education have benefited me? Well, I would have graduated college without any debt, and I would have graduated with more than just one major, probably two or three majors, and I would have gone back and got my master's much long ago. Yeah. Well, what would be the benefit of skills training? Well, yeah, I would have learned other skills, too, to fall back on and stuff. And then as far as my degree and stuff, I, I, I would have had that accounting backup kind of degree, like a, a, a proper skill to kind of fall back on if you need something, you know, need a gig. It's a very good practical skill in the more the uh, business world, accounting. But I mean, yeah, if, if, if public education was truly public, available to the public for free, then yeah, I would have graduated with more majors uh, and would have got more schooling and stuff and more training. Probably would have done more of an intern type ship, internship type thing. And yeah, probably would have just had a more upward trajectory on my career because I would have graduated college with zero debt. So I would have, wouldn't have had to just, you know, jump into the first thing that came along, processing 401k documents for Principal Financial Group, you know, um, universal health care. I've had injuries over the years where I didn't have health insurance at the time. When I was playing rugby after college, uh, I had a pretty bad injury where I Leg basically kind of I had to kind of shift my whole torso to get my leg back into its socket. Kind of tore my grown muscle. Wasn't able to walk for a while. It was a slow, methodical um, rehabbing. Uh, but I think I might have met, was able to meet with one or two people at a small clinic, you know, much later. But yeah, health care ain't a right. It's not a right in this country. You're going to get a big bill at some point. And those bills just kind of carry around with you. You know, they, they don't go away. So, yeah, I don't know. It would be cool if uh, people could yearn for better instead of yearning for hatred and division, you know. People voted for Trump. It's like, how is... Like, what do you... How is that appealing? It's just I don't I don't get it. You know I don't I don't understand how. And and whatever like not liking the Democrats fine well, okay that that's fine okay you don't like them. What is the appeal of Trump though? You know, how do you not know he's a racist? How do you not know he's sexist and stupid and incompetent and indifferent and has no ethics and or morals at all? How how do you not know that? And. What is the benefit to you for supporting a person like that? Do you, do you really think he cares about you? I mean... I, more violence? You're wanting that? Like, what, what is the appeal? And I don't really understand. What is, what is their dream with Trump? Like, what, what is this magical place that they're going to get to with him? What is it? You know... If you continue the trajectory of him, you have a more authoritarian government. You have it harder to vote, even harder to vote. Um, 
you have further cutting of various public social assistance programs and a, and a, a more bailouts for wealthy people. Socialism for the wealthy is fine. Uh, and then you start getting more militant actions of anyone that kind of speaks out. And yeah, if you had four more years of Trump, it, it would get dire pretty quick. I guess the people that supported him are like, well, we'd be on his side, so we'd be okay. We wouldn't be the ones that would feel the wrath or something. I, I don't know, you know. Um, the guy couldn't have been more clear about what he is and what he what he stands for, you know. M Mr. Trump is what he is. He's kind of pro pro a proponent of the dark side of things, the, the wrong side, you know. Um, greedy, sloth, wrath, envy, gluttony, all, all those kind of things. He's kind of a proponent of them. He's a proponent of hatred, division, getting even, lying, cheating, stealing. You know, that's, he's an advocate for those. You know, he, he's certainly not an advocate for, say, the teachings of Jesus. He's not an advocate for the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. He's not an advocate for forgiveness forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us you know he's not an advocate for those he likes to stir dissent and division stir in anxieties hatred of the other you know and he likes to encourage violence towards those that disagree with him and some of his followers have indeed done that one 17 year old kid may spend the rest of his life in prison for truly believing that Trump was, you know, he, he gen, that kid genuinely believed, I guess, that he was like doing some righteous thing by patrolling the streets of a neighboring town where a Black Lives Matter protest was happening and, you know, carrying an assault rifle and shooting a couple people. The people that kind of try to justify what that kid did, it's like, no, no. No, no, uh-uh, yeah, and, and, and if prior to that there was people that were like walking through your yard, uh-oh, no, okay, that, no, that, that's not a reason to shoot someone, I, I don't, I like, no, it's my land, you know, it really bothers you that much, put up a damn fence, you know, if I can, it's just, I don't know, I, I hope uh, our country can get through this next little bit, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that really dug in their heels, they really embraced the kind of hatred and division that Trump is a champion of, and, and they, they went all in, you know, they really dig it. Um, many of them I don't think understand that that is what they're supporting. They're supporting hatred, you know. I think they got misled somehow with, you know, the rhetoric about socialism and all that kind of stuff. And they got just, they got confused. God bless them. Sure many of them are good people. Um, there are some dangerous people in the Trump MAGA crowd, though. Um, dangerous people with short fuses, thin skin and a complete apathy towards others that don't have the same views as them. Um, that's scary, you know, um, very scary. Um, but I'm 
I'm hoping this sort of slowly fizzles out, this Trump thing, you know, because there's so much going on. It's just such a stressful time. There's people dying. There's tons of people that are just dismissive of it because it hasn't, no one that they know personally has died yet. You know? So until that happens, they're just going to kind of be kind of like, eh, shoulder shrug, kind of indifferent to it. So unfortunately, too many people are going to have to experience a you know, a person close to them before they'll believe it's real. You know, I wish everyone would just wear the stupid mask for a few weeks, let the virus go way down, you know, let the hospital staff kind of catch up and and then very e slowly ease back into it. Much slower, but a few weeks of just clamp down. No one go anywhere. Wear your mask everywhere if you have to get out, but I don't think we're capable of that. We have too many of, we're too individualistic in this society. You know, we've kind of taken individualism to a new extreme in this place, in this society. Because there was such rampant individualism that that, I think that actually kind of created the opportunity for this fascism thing that has been in power now for four years. A sort of blatantly out in the open, corrupt government operating in full public view. It, it you know, it, it is a corrupt government, you know. But we're an individualist society. So you can have a corrupt government that's fully broadcast to the world. Everyone can see it. But you know, the people living in that society, refuse to participate, refuse to vote, or, you know, re refuse to vote their, have their leaders held accountable. You know, Kentucky just insists on electing Mitch McConnell instead of a Marine fighter pilot. They're, they're, they're going to go with Mitch McConnell. North Carolina is going to continue with Lindsey Graham. Well, you know, people, <laughs> if people want insist on not either not participating or doing the wrong thing well you get what you get you know and that's kind of where we're at you know millions of people have just kind of totally tuned out their identity and that's the weird thing though i think a lot of people in this country their identity of who they are is very much tied to being an american in some way and their kind of relationship with this country but everyone has a different perspective on that fascism kind of forces the issue um you, you know you're not allowed to be an individual in a fascist government there is a certain sort of this is what is acceptable anyone that goes out of line faces wrath you know so hopefully we can avoid that but there's way too many people that supported it so we got to stay diligent you know, we can't let this happen again. And uh, we have to hold Trump accountable. It'd be nice if he would pay some kind of restitution for all of his decades of fucking people over, but, you know, it may not happen. So, I think it's, uh, you know,
There is still hope for the future, better things to come, but we have to work towards them, we have to get more people engaged. Far too many people in this country just don't give a shit, and didn't even participate, even with the election of a lifetime type thing, and potential fascism taking over our country. The fascist movement was strong in 2020. It's always been around, but it, it gained in strength. It's pulled in quite a few followers. Quite a few of them are probably unknowing followers, not really realizing that's what they're supporting, but we needed to have a big, solid, you know, rejection of that. And it, that rejection of fascism should have been much, much stronger. Donald Trump should have got zero electoral votes. There's people in certain states that just don't vote because they're the minority or whatever. They're like a Democrat in a red state or whatever. We got There's got to be more ways to get those everyone who's eligible to vote to vote. You know, as high a percentage as possible. You know, more people participate, voting on things that actually will benefit them and people like them. Truly, you know. So, yeah, universal health care, basic education, infrastructure investment, all those kind of things. Focusing on the basics, not bailing out insurance companies, not bailing out big banks, not bailing out a cruise company. No, no, no. Not creating a big, massive imperial army. N no, that's constantly invading other countries thousands of miles away that didn't never attacked us. No, no, no. Defense, sure. A good and proper defense. Highly trained defense force against, you know, because this, we are humans. Humans have been warring with each other for thousands of years, and maybe someday there will be humans will reach a state where we will no longer need to have wars and stuff and whatever, and we'll be able to resolve differences more diplomatically. Someday that may happen. Who knows? But most likely not in my lifetime. Uh, wars are just they're a, they're a business, you know, and the people that pursue war make far too much money um, engaging in war to just allow wars to not happen anymore. Um, most humans don't really have that much of an issue with other humans simply because of where they're from, you know. Like, why would you just hate someone because they're from this other place? Whether it's North Korea or China or Iran, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, you know, whatever, whatever sort of places that our country has a tenuous relationship with the people of those places are just people they're just people pretty similar to us they just may speak a different language or have different slightly different customs and stuff but they're people you know they have family and thoughts and prayer you know thoughts and ideas about the world and, and just they're living the best way they can in the place that they were born into so yeah I continue to hope for something better, but understand that there is a uh, legitimate kind of fight against it that's happening in this country and throughout parts of the world. It's sort of holding on to old ideas of sort of division and divide and hatred and violence and uh, sort of subjugation of, of, of the working class and stuff. Those ideas are old and they're from an old world that we need to sort of get rid of and, and move on from and progress forward. We need to start coming together more often. And, you know, understanding understanding our differences by, while also uh, focusing on our
commonalities. Stay positive. Social distancing and all that. And uh, hopefully get through this soon. God bless. This is Gary. Thinking out loud.